Get ready, Helena Hustle is now live. Here, we will showcase successful leaders in business, athletics, healthcare, and all things that make Helena a great place to live. Join Dr. Daniel Bridge, owner of Endurance Chiropractic, as he searches out amazing individuals who are making a tremendous difference in this place we call home. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired with the Helena Hustle Podcast. Well, Sean, thank you so much for joining me today. How'd, the, how'd, the, how'd everything go this weekend with the games? Uh, our basketball games went really well. Uh-huh. Uh, we, it was interesting because we had speech and debate hosted that as well at our school, so we had that going at the same time as basketball okay. games. So we had a crowded house with everything going on. Yeah. Um, our girls' game was a nail-biter. They won by one, and Ooh. Um, Butte Central had a chance to win it with the last-second shot and uh-huh. missed. Okay. And then our boys, um, they fought hard, but nice. came up on the losing end. Sometimes it goes that way. It does. Now, is it not called speech and drama anymore? Speech, debate, and drama. Speech, debate, and drama. Yeah. Okay. So I did one event of that. Yeah. <laughs> just one event, one weekend. I wanted to do more of it, and it just didn't end up working out. But uh, those people are super talented. They are. Our, our kids are very impressive to watch. <clears throat> we have our community members come and judge, you know, so it's a pretty big okay. event for us. That's awesome. So good. Um, Sean, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's hear your two truths and a lie. Um, let's see here. I started teaching in 1996. I, uh, have taught in five States and I have three masters. I'm going to say you have not taught in five States. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many States have you taught in? Three. Okay. So Montana, Montana, Nevada, and Oregon. Okay. So, and, uh, how was, how was that? I started in 96 in Shepherd, Montana. I was a history and health teacher. So it was an interesting start. And then I was mm-hmm. football coach. I was there five years. I was a head coach for four coach football track. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, I went back to school to get my first master's and started coaching college football for a couple of years. No kidding. Yeah. Where at? I spent two years at Western Montana College, uh-huh. and then I spent a year at the University of San Diego. What were you coaching? At Western, I was the linebackers coach, and in San Diego, I was the defensive line coach. Okay, so you played defense in high school? I did not. I was an offensive lineman. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I played at Western as an offensive lineman and oh, fantastic. finished up in 1994. So were you, were you bigger back then? A little bit. Okay. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, did you always know, so you're the athletic director at the uh, East Helena High School? Yep. I take care of uh, athletics facilities and work in transportation. Yeah, so you just got tons of free time on your hands, Tons right? of free time when I'm not driving a bus route. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, um, did you grow up in Montana? I grew up in East Helena. Oh, okay. Born and raised. Okay. Did, so, w- was that always the, the plan to get back here? Um, I don't know if I've ever really had a plan. I just kind of mm-hmm. see what happens and I roll with it and go. That's a good way to so, do it. But it was, it was good to come back. Sometimes you've got this plan that you just like want to force and you might miss out on opportunities, you know, doors that yeah. God might be opening for you. You're like, nope, I've got a plan. I'm going to stick to it. So it's interesting because I, I didn't think I'd ever come back to education, and I didn't ever expect he still to have a high school. So mm. when you say come back to education, what what do you mean by that? I was planning on, you know, just coaching college football for the uh-huh. rest of my life. Oh, gotcha. I had a different path that I took instead. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts today on, on the college football? And this ties into what you're dealing with. You know, you're preparing student athletes to, to go on to the next level, whether they're going to be 
playing at the next level or just going to college. But, you know, with the whole NIL <clears throat> and um, all the money that, that college athletes are making and, you know, you see like recently the Oklahoma quarterback and Ohio, Ohio State quarterback, they're getting plenty of playing time. They're not transferring for that, but you got to imagine they're getting paid big dollars to go somewhere else. How you know, you I that? think what's interesting is they're not getting paid big dollars considering what those schools are making and what those coaches mm -hmm. are making. You know, I mean, if you put it in perspective. Absolutely. I mean, the NCAA is probably pretty corrupt, you know. They, I was reading today, I think it's going to be $2 billion they'll make off the TV deals next year for the playoffs or, mm -hmm. you know, their TV deal. I mean, there's a lot of money that they're having. Off of the backs of the kids. Yeah. Which I totally agree with. But also, I, I, I wonder if there's a better system so that people aren't just going everywhere all the time. Well, they're working on it, but I think, you know, the biggest good thing I think for the players is a coach can up and leave any time mm -hmm. and start working the next day at a different job, but they're told they have to sit for a year. Yeah, and, that's true. You know, so, I mean, I think it kind of levels the playing field, but. Mm -hmm. I wonder if, like, less rules and just teams doing a better job of incentivizing their players to stay is maybe the answer. I think well, I was reading today they're trying to work a new deal. They're going to make another <laughs> division where a person can write a check to the school, and that check can go either the athletes or it can go to their facilities or their coaches. Mm -hmm. um, so it'll be interesting. It's, it's a money maker. It's not about athletics anymore. Right. It's about how much money you can bring into your school. And sure. Unfortunately. Right. But. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so your career path, you uh, – did you, um, at what point did you picture yourself being an athletic director? Was that an early goal of yours? Well, yeah, when I, uh, just, when I got out of teaching in 2001, I went to MSU Billings to get my master's in sports management. So That I, was your first master's? Yeah. Sports so management. So I wanted to focus on, I thought I'd either be a college coach or transition into being an athletic director at the college level mm. in some level, you know, mm -hmm. somewhere. So... <clears throat> And what are your other two two masters in? I have one in educational leadership, so I could, so I can have my principal's endorsement. Mm -hmm. And then I have one in autism spectrum disorders. Okay. So I've been a special ed teacher for the majority of my teaching career. Okay. Um, and then what was the motivation to get that autism management? Um, you know, when I was teaching in Oregon for the pay scale, I was all the way over on their pay scale and all the way down. So in order to make more money, I, if you'd go get a degree in something that's beneficial to the school, mm. you'd get another bump. Oh, so I was like, and then I left. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, so with the, uh, with the leadership, um, masters, has that come in handy being a leader? Oh, definitely. I mean, I, it was very helpful, mm -hmm. you know, and then the experiences of all the years in the athletics has been very beneficial as well. Um, you know, when you're bringing diverse groups of people together and, and leading them, um, what lessons have you learned in that? Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is just be honest with our coaches. You know, I mean, I'm always very honest. And I, I try and be um, – I'm there for them. Mm -hmm. Not, You know, it's, I want to help them grow their programs as best I can. And, you know, let's build some great programs in East Telena. Honest, being honest is easier said than done when you have to have those tough conversations with somebody because you want to be supportive, but sometimes you have to also, um, you know, provide certain direction that somebody might not want to receive. 
I, I've had a conversation like that just recently. Mm-hmm. And it's with our coaches, though. I tell them I'm always going to be honest. I'm not going to do things behind your back. If if I think we need a change, I'll tell you first. I don't. We have all of our coaches hired, mm-hmm. and I don't. I will not go out and actively recruit coaches to replace them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and make it a surprise. I'll say yeah. Every after the end of each season, we sit down and I, we do an evaluation and we go over everything that's good, bad, with on my end and their end because I want feedback as well right. on how I can help them get better, how I can do my job better. Um, and so, you know, at the end of those conversations, I always like, are you the best fit? Why do you think you are for the best fit for this program, or do we need to open it up and look at a different direction? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure your coaches appreciate that straightforward approach because. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, people are going to have those tough conversations, but to know that someone's being, you know, upfront with you, honest with you, not going behind your back, that, that means everything. I think so. I mean, that's the only thing you can do is be totally truthful and honest with people. And, you know, if, if I pretty, we've hired these coaches and I, we want to give them as much support as possible so mm-hmm. they can be successful. Right. Do you have much interaction with the, the athletes themselves or? Not as much as I'd like. Um, I don't see now that I used to be the vice principal and the athletic director both, mm-hmm. and so I interact with our students a lot more, and I, I try and interact with as many of them as I can mm-hmm. because I mean that's the heart of our program is our right. kids. So, yeah. um, walk us through just some day to day responsibilities that you have as an athletic director. Uh, so today's day I. Filled out a uh, some bus requests for transportation. I counted the money from this past weekend's games so I could get that deposited. Uh, you know, I had to go visit with our transportation supervisor about busing for the week, which I usually ch- we talk to make sure we have buses for the week. I mm-hmm. went and visited some local businesses about some opportunities for them to have. Uh, we're I'm working on getting those guys to, like our local grocery store to get a menu for teams that visit so they could possibly buy their dinners there you know so I mean I do a lot of community relation type Mm -hmm. stuff can you tell me more about that just I know you guys are really involved in the community we are um you know if you drive down East Town our art club painted all the windows for uh, homecoming I think they've I'm pretty sure they've been painting uh the Christmas decorations in some of them the, uh, they do a lot of murals in businesses in town mm-hmm. for, you know, um, our football team. They do a lot of all of our programs. You know, that's one of our biggest pushes is get out in the community and mm-hmm. do some things to support our community. Mm-hmm. You know, I think football did uh, – they do a cleanup day during the football season. Our oh, volleyball nice. team had a cleanup day. They, they created a lost and found to clean up locker rooms and get some clothes out of there. Um, you know, it's just – Anything to, you know, I mean, we have such great community support in East mm-hmm. Helena that I want our kids to always be seen in a good light. Right. So. It's such a symbiotic relationship, you know. The crowd can win a game a lot of times. It can be the difference maker. Yeah. I mean, like I said, at our home games, we have great crowd turnout mm-hmm. by the local community. They're, mm-hmm. they're an awesome support group. Yeah. Well, that's good. People supporting <laughs> the community and vice versa. So it sounds like you've got a lot of spinning plates i'm busy during the day what do you do to keep yourself organized um well i have an amazing activity secretary that mm-hmm. um does a lot of the work for me nice so uh, janie taylor does so much for me that it's amazing she keeps you appointed in the right direction and everything she does you know she makes sure i know what's going on and 
sometimes I forgot to let her know what's going on, but mm-hmm. she's, <laughs> she's on top of it. She does a lot of our, uh, our hotel rooms. She makes sure they're scheduled. She makes sure the rooming lists are sent. You know, she's making sure I have everything in that I need. You know, we're getting ready to do a round of grade checks. So mm-hmm. she, you know, she's getting all that information out to our coaches. So our, keep our kids eligible and Sounds like I got to have her on here. She's amazing. Find out how to be so organized. I know. It's a skill some people have, and I'm getting better at it. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. You know, I use Google Calendar and sticky notes. Those help, but it's tough. I have a Google Calendar with all of our facility scheduling, and it's about 100 different colors. And because <laughs> we have five buildings we have to take care of. And so it works okay at times, but yeah. sometimes it's just I have about calendars are good but you know we i send out weekly ones for all the facilities to different groups plus we have to schedule all of our sporting practices around them and it's a lot so of coordination we have our band concerts music concerts this month so mm-hmm. we have a lot of limited gym space right so uh back talking with the community before we hit record you had mentioned that you guys have a a raffle going on yeah our biggest fundraiser this year is hell in the motors donated us a hrv car Dang. to between us hell and i and capital high to raffle off for the year mm-hmm. so we've been selling tickets for that we'll be uh selling them up until the end of january because okay. the drawing will be february 1st at the uh, hell in the capital crosstown game fantastic so it's it's exciting yeah you know i mean hell in the motors donated the car they wow, so printed generous. the tickets so all we we get the profit they don't benefit any money off of it oh so it just goes all the money goes right back into our activities accounts Mm -hmm. so it benefits our kids where can people buy tickets you can see me at the high school i'm actually going to start a gofam page where you can buy it online and then email me where you want me to send your ticket stub Mm -hmm. so oh nice i'm working on really getting it out there technology makes things pretty slick it's good and bad some days Uh but yeah yeah so how has that, um, how have you seen technology making an impact on the student athlete in terms of training, nutrition, you know, access to education? I think the biggest change is the use of like huddle that our kids are able to put out their own um, scouting tapes, mm-hmm. you know, because all of our games are filmed. Right. So then they're, you know, they make their highlights and stuff, you know. I mean, the Internet's just phenomenal with information on training mm-hmm. and things that didn't exist when I was going to school. Right. You know, we just, I thought Mountain Dew was the best hydration there was. <laughs> and uh, I guess it isn't. <laughs> but Sprite, right? Sprite. Grant Hill drinks Sprite. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I think, coaches are doing a better job nowadays mm-hmm. you know they they understand it they spend a lot of time with our kids you know i mean they have you know they're working with these guys year round now mm-hmm. i mean they're really pushing you know drink a lot of water you know eat the right foods get enough sleep and limit your screen time mm-hmm. you know and i think that's a huge know, problem that's a huge problem but i mean everything's there if you want answers yeah you know if you have questions you can just google it mm-hmm. you know that you didn't have in the past so you'd have to actually read a book right so when i was training you know i was a runner and we just went out and we ran and we ran hard and we'd do different drills but you know nowadays a lot of the emphasis is on you know having getting enough rest is just as important as pushing yourself hard enough because you can burn out and you can work so hard that you don't give your body a chance to really get better and um yeah things evolve and records are just getting broken as, as we get better and better and better 
I th- you know, that's the exciting. I think that's what the purpose of records is. Let this next group break this set of records. Everything mm-hmm. is meant to be broken, in my right. opinion. You know, that's mm-hmm. what's good for the game. That's exciting, too. You know, and people, I, I think for the record holder, it's exciting to see a record get broken, yeah. too. So. Yeah. Um, now, if you had, uh, well, actually, I'm going to ask this. What, uh, what memorable things have happened when you're thinking about your career? What are some funny things or just memorable things that stand out to you? I think the the most memorable things for me is just the people I've met in my mm-hmm. career as a player, as a coach, as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Because uh, all these students, that you're going to know these students a lot longer as a person mm-hmm. than as students. You know, I have good relationships. Um, my first students are actually in their mid-40s. Okay. So, I mean, I've known some people a lot. I mean, we've had, I was fortunate we've had some uh, kids that I actually student taught. I've, their kids are now going through East Helena. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting to see. You know, you've been in education a long time. Yeah. <laughs> when you start seeing your students' students. Right. So, I mean, I think this is the relationships is the best thing for me. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I had some of the same. When I went to chiropractic school, I went to, it's called Logan University. It's just outside of St. Louis. And there was at least three, no, there's probably at least five uh, teachers there that taught my dad. My dad's a chiropractor, too. And, uh, yeah, circle life goes on, right? Yeah, you know, it's it's exciting yeah. to see what these guys are going to do with their futures. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Um, okay, so somebody who's thinking about getting into education, coaching, or athletic directing maybe specifically, uh, what pieces of advice would you give them? You know, education is tough right now, I think. I mean, it's... I love it. I've been doing it my whole life. I mean, it's, if it's something that's your passion, you want to work with people and you know there's really no easy day I don't think Mm -hmm. you know there's always tough decisions to make there's always some issues to come up but I mean if you really want to make a difference you know get an education Mm -hmm. you know we're lacking educators right now Mm -hmm. I mean that's the biggest thing I mean it's not the best pay and I mean I guess we need to get some advocates to get our pay to you know find more funding sources for educators you know because our I think our staff at East Town has got a reputation for doing a phenomenal job Mm. And we're, you know, to keep those people is the key. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to keep a continuity, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, of our, of our staff. You know, at the high school, we've hired all these people for the most part. I mean, we're a young staff. Mm-hmm. But if we can keep that staff there for 30 years, you're going to see a lot of good things happen, mm-hmm. you know. So. Is that important, like giving teachers time to find their groove and build year after year on their curriculum? I think so. I mean, I know. One of the biggest, I mean, they, they have a lot of, you know, professional learning community time, you know, so people can collaborate with each other, which is helpful. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, that wasn't the case when I started teaching, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's helpful. You know, there's chances to see other teachers teach so you can see how they do it. And I, mean, I think we have some good mentors right now that are helping our younger teachers. Mm-hmm. That's great. So. Um, okay. Well, Sean, thank you so much. Any last shout outs you want to? Give for East Helena? You know, um, just keep out, come, keep coming out to support us. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I think we have some good things coming up. I mean, all of our programs have been improving each year. Yeah. And we're excited for the future. Yeah. So. The high school is how old now? It's our fifth year. Fifth. So this awesome. will be our second group of seniors. Cool. So Yeah. Congrats. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, Sean. Appreciate I appreciate it. your time. Yeah. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Helena Hustle Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, 
please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Helena Hustle Podcast.